0: If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a tweet by Edgar Wright, writer, director of Shaun of the Dead. Best zombie movie I've ever seen in forever. A total crowd pleaser. Highly recommend. Go see Train to Busan. And if this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from a list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps. And today, we're looking at, what, 2016's Train to Busan. But first, we have a very special guest with us. Say hello. Are you talking to me? Yeah, you're the only guest we have. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tavis, Virginia... Bread. I, actually, you, your geography is all over the place. I'm, I don't even know how to place you, but currently a New Yorker, a New York filmmaker. And, well, it's hard. You do so much, dude. I, I don't I don't even know how to properly introduce you. I guess just artists. I'll go with that. I like it. We'll, we'll stick with artists. With, we'll stick with visual artists. I very much appreciate it. And again, we're talking about Train Busan, which was which came out in 2016. And if you don't know, the whole idea of this movie is that while a zombie virus breaks out of South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on a train from Seoul to Busan. Tevis, you picked this movie. You watched it around the same time I did. Is there a reason that you, that you like, watched this at all? People kept recommending it to me. Dan, who's been on the podcast, actually was
1: the first one. So I had heard about it, and I had heard that it's it was it came out at a time where I think people were tired of zombies back in 2016. People were just done with zombies, and I think it came as a surprise to people who thought that it was like an overdone genre, overdone trope, and it kind of just surprised people. So I guess, I don't know, quarantine maybe was what, got people into watching this movie again because it was recommended to me by like five different people. And I was just like, all right, you know, I'm, I don't have anything to do tonight. I'm going to watch this movie because it popped up on my Hulu. <laughs> and it actually was
0: very good. And then I took it to you and I was like, y- yeah, you should watch this movie. Uh, and I take recommendations very seriously, especially after seeing the trailer. I was like, I'm, I'm all in. I, I haven't heard of this movie. I feel like I feel like I've heard of this movie, but I, I, I truly don't think I have. And, you know, I, I'm a worldly man. I, I watch movies with subtitles and whatnot. So I thought, why the heck not watch something? I mean, because like right now we see a lot of Korean films that are just straight dramas. More than anything else, you see street dramas. So to know that this was like a, a zombie horror film, I was completely in. Yeah. and
1: But I, to me, it doesn't really come off as a zombie movie at all. It's so not about the zombies that it's hardly a zombie movie. It's like, so if you took Snowpiercer, which is, well, I don't It's a Korean movie, but it's like an international production. If you took Snowpiercer and then put zombies in it, that's kind of what you would get. It's, it's more about the thriller aspect. It's more about like what are humans going to do when things get, you know dire or dangerous like what is the human condition versus like what are we going to do about these zombies it's it's so little about the zombies uh
0: i i read i read online that the word zombie was only mentioned once in the entire film it very I, i very much agree that it has little to do with the zombies and i also agree and i think the main reason why i like this and i think a lot of people like this is that it's it's a morality tale it's I think I think it points to mirror at a lot of different profiles of people that we know in the world. Right. Like, I think we all I think we all kind of find ourselves in these characters and try to ask ourselves, at least for me, every 30 seconds. I was like, would I do that? What would I do? Would I do that? Um, yeah. I mean, so actually, the really
1: scary part about this film, this is not a scary movie. Well, I mean, for for some, it might be if you don't like, you know, zombie imagery or like gore and stuff it's not like outright there's no really any jump scares or anything but the scary part about this movie is that i think back in 2016 if you were to watch this you would get it you would get the idea that these people represent different things about humanity but the terrifying thing is that now that we live in a covid world these characters are actually really 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 literal in a way that you probably wouldn't have thought back then like, so for example, the, the guy who, you know, he pushes Pete, can I spoil stuff? Is no. Yeah. A- we're like, spoil away. Okay. So the, the guy, I can't remember what he was. He was like the businessman who wanted to keep, you know, he like kept getting people killed because he was being super selfish. I can't remember what exactly he did. You know, the guy I'm Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, he, like he all,
1: was the- all all yeah, he was the one who ended up pushing the girl, the high school girl and like getting her killed and right. like basically screwed over that other guy like used him as bait and stuff and like yeah, so that guy. The so th- the thing is, I feel like if you watch this back then you would be like, "Oh, I get it, you know, he's he's the guy that just screws everybody over." But now It's very literal, (laughs) in like a COVID pandemic,
0: where you're like, "Oh, that person actually exists." Right, right, right. It's not fictitious anymore. It's like, "Oh, I know people like that," or "I've seen these kinds of people on TV." Yeah, please wear masks. We've seen people behave in like these
1: extremely selfish ways. I mean, we've always we've seen people act in completely selfless ways too. Like, you know, the big brawler dude or you know the main character the dad even though he starts selfish like we, we've seen all of it but it's just it's also scary to know that we've seen the, the super selfish people
0: yeah i mean it's it's, it's just human instincts isn't it Like right? and we get we get again the idea that for me watching this movie is like what like what kind of person would i be and I'll, I'll be honest i don't know what kind of person i'll be this movie follows like the the father uh the father and the daughter well the father mainly but he has a daughter he's the reason that we're on this train mm-hmm. and And part of me is like, I get it. I get why he, why he's selfish. I don't think he's as selfish as the other businessman, but I get why he's like, you have to take care of yourself in times like these, because I'm very, and I, I don't think I'd be 100% selfish, but I don't think I'd be like the daughter who's like, why are you not helping these people? It's like, because I'm trying to make sure you're safe. I'm trying to make sure that I am safe. I honestly, I feel like
1: I've lived his story recently Go on. so Go on. like because you know because you know how busy I am I think we mentioned at the top I'm a filmmaker I'm an artist I do a lot of stuff and I get really busy focusing on like career stuff I don't have a daughter I don't have kids thank god but <laughs> but you know when <laughs> when the pandemic happened you kind of like realize like I didn't spend enough time with my family I didn't call them enough or, you know I didn't do I wasn't there as much as I probably could be And, you know, when everything kind of goes to shit and you, you know, your career it's not that my career got put on hold. I'm totally fine. But, you know, it does make you like put those priorities in perspective. And that's exactly what happened to him. He was like, you know, faced with this situation where, you know, all of a sudden his career doesn't matter in the slightest. And all he has is, you know, to face the fact that he probably wasn't there as much as he could have been
0: right right we, we see that guilt we see that guilt on him Im- okay. immediately and we see we like he has the biggest transformation through the entire movie obviously he's our protagonist but but, but I completely agree I, I think what this movie does very very well is even if it's I, I think it is a bit like a uh, screenplay book 101 of like this is. character is the villain this character is our protagonist this character is our lovable like lovable sidekick guy like yeah. i think we get a lot of these like boxed characters but i think what makes that work is i guess the emotion and the reality of it all like the the actual like they are actual characters and they are actual people because again i think we all can recognize that these people do exist and they just so happen to be on a train together right and in addition to that actually they they're
1: you're talking about textbook screenwriting they're very much all different facets of the same theme through character
0: right right I thought you were going to sit here and go on. No, but I, I, I think that's absolutely right. We I mean, we have we have this we have this uh, this protagonist who is, for all intents and purposes, like kind of middling the road on being completely selfish and being selfless. And he's obviously angled towards being selfish and and all about himself and you know the things that he cares about. And we have this other character who is who's on that opposite end, who's on the extreme of like I only care about myself. And he is the reason. Essentially, the reason that anyone dies that isn't <laughs> right, like I don't know, by uh, someone who's infected. And meanwhile, we have, and we're so sorry. I, I don't know how to say Korean names. So I, I don't want to be. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to try and butcher these people's names. But then we have this character who is the the husband of the of the pregnant woman on the train, who's on the other end. And he's he's not completely selfless, but we, he's much more selfless than anyone else on the train is. He's uh, like. Yeah. like He's like the angel of it all, right? Like, he's like, I'll, I'll help you out if I can. That's uh, do, do you know him from other things? He's really popular in, in other Korean films. We're talking about the brawler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know him from other things? I want to say I do. I mean, only because of, upon my research, he just seems to be in so much. And I, I guess we'll talk about Korean culture in a second. But um, no, He's like, going to be in The Eternals. I didn't know that you know when he first appeared on the screen i thought i was like look at this look at this fat guy look at like i thought he was like you know i thought he was playing like the, the stereotypical like fat funny uh <laughs> funny dude my man takes off his blazer and i'm like yo when did he get those muscles right <laughs>
1: he kind of re he kind of reminds me of the he's like the korean michael clark duncan
0: right okay you know yeah, what yeah. I
1: mean? but you yeah. you see this big dude and you're like oh you know he, you know, he's in this because he's big and muscular. But then he can act
0: really, really well. You know what I mean? It was really—he was really good. Like, I'm interested in actually watching another one of his films because, like, just because of him. Because I, I think he was so charismatic that I was like, I, I, I mess with this guy. This guy's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and we even have the sisters. I think they're sisters. Is that right? The older um, one yes yes they're sisters i want to call them sisters you know the, I mean, there's so many characters in this. i guess we don't have to really go through them all but just to take a step back korean korean culture and i'm saying korean culture not korean movies or korean tv shows or k-pop or anything like that there has been seemingly for me a gradual a like very very gradual but steady increase in pop in k- k-pop culture within america and as someone who is half asian mm-hmm. hashtag ethnicity um like what's what's your exposure to this in terms of well in, in general not even specifically movies but what's your exposure to this like is this something that's like hit your your stratosphere or interest level that isn't that isn't just because someone's recommended it to you? like were you able to explore this on your own or Are you kind of like me where it's like I find things based on recommendations? No, I I totally find things based on recommendations. I mean, well,
1: so I'm not Korean. I'm Chinese. Well, technically I'm Chinese, but I grew up in Japan. So if any Asian media were to get to me, it would be Chinese (laughs) or Japanese, mostly Japanese. But even then, now that I don't live there anymore, it's I don't. It's it's not like I can just like be in tune with like what's popular and stuff. It like, it really just comes down to recommendation. And I never got into like the K-pop scene or K-dramas. I'm still not into K-dramas. I know that they're a big thing now,
0: but yeah, yeah I don't so know. I it,
1: it's 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 kind of pathetic. But the my what I know about like Korean culture, or specifically, I guess I'll talk about Korean movies. Kind of just comes down to whatever is popular in the United States, which is you know parasite, old boy, uh, <laughs> snow pierce, you know like those things. Yeah. Train to on. It's just those things that are popular in the United States. So
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very much the same way. I, I'm I am. If you recommend it to me, like we'll talk about it. Like, like I will go out and see it. Like, I haven't seen. I forget the name of it. Like, I, there's a few movies where I'm like, I need to see it. I've downloaded it. I just haven't watched it yet. Like, there are these things that I'm I'm in tune with. But mm-hmm. in terms of like on being on this self discovery of of Korean media, I I I feel like I don't have the time for it because it's so overwhelming. I feel like the fan base alone makes it so that when I look some look like, one thing up. I am bombarded with how much everyone loves it, which uh-huh. immediately makes me want to stay away from it. I feel like every, every like movie or K drama or something like that has like this lost fan base, like lost the TV show, kind of fan base of like we go hard for mm-hmm. this thing. And th- for me, if I'm not already into it, I I always shy away from it. I'm like, I, I need to find these things on my own. Someone needs to recommend them to me. I need to find my way, which is but that's kind of why this whole required watching thing like happened is because I, like, I'm, I'm I'm not watching the things I should be watching. I'm watching a lot of American stuff. I'm watching a lot of things that are being force-fed to me, especially when like uh, like you know you, you got me into movie. Shout out to movie. Great. This whole movie is great. Uh, hopefully, if you say it enough times, we'll get a sponsorship. But like we have this like thing on on Bollywood cinema and not okay. just, like, the musical aspect of it. And I'm like this, like, this is amazing. This is the stuff that you do watching, and, like, German movies and stuff like that. So um, many Chinese directors. Like, a lot, I mean, of, a lot of Chinese directors on there. I, I kind of want to go through... Only be, I'm saying this only because I, I read an article on, on Jackie Chan, but I want to <laughs> go through, like, a Jackie Chan Chinese filmography. Like, just, like, watch, like, four of his Chinese movies. Mm-hmm. Because my man has never stopped working, and... I, I can't name you many more movies other than Rush Hour that he has been in recently. Sorry, I, I'm trying to. I I know there's a lot of Jackie Chan
1: movies, but you're right. I can't think of anything other than Rush Hour. There's like Operation Condor or something like
0: that. I mean, but he, like I, I I won't go through his IMDb now, but he's done so many things. So I I feel like I'm I I feel like a cultureless person when. When when we talk about things like this, or when I think about things like this, like like you know, you and I were talking about there. I'm only watching Blade Runner for the first time, not even for this podcast. Like it, it'll be, I'll probably talk about it on the podcast because I, like this is what we do. But last week, five people, five different people, brought up Blade Runner, and I'm like, I have not seen it. I really want
1: to talk about Blade Runner because i i think it's funny that you've never seen it and i really want to know what you think but this is not the blade runner podcast
0: not not the place not the place but but to bring it back around to to train busan i i i find myself the same way i did with like parasite or it just in general any kind of foreign movie of like i'm longing for a taste of this culture that isn't mine i'm longing well, for something that isn't hollywood sometimes
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so it's interesting because a lot of what people said when Parasite came out was, I didn't even mind having to read subtitles. I totally forgot. It was just a really good movie. And that kind of took me by surprise, I think, because I grew up in Japan and I've been exposed to a lot of different types of media. And I I, in general, it's just like films. I don't a film being in black and white, like we joke about it, but a film being in black and white does not matter to me. I will watch it regardless. Yeah. Foreign I films, I will watch. I don't care about subtitles. Subtitles are totally fine. But that was a very American reaction to be like, oh, you know, I didn't mind the subtitles at all. It's a, it's a big reason why people didn't watch Roma either. And, you know, Roma was a big deal. and won a bunch of awards. Um, Racism. Yeah, go on. I mean, yeah, pretty much. And it, I think Parasite kind of got people to come out of their shell and be like, Oh, foreign movies can be just regular good old movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't have to be this like weird, special, elitist thing. It's just a movie made in a different country, and it can also be very good. And that was—that's not really a thought that I ever had. I mean, obviously, I grew up watching you know Japanese TV or Japanese movies or Japanese you know
0: right
1: you know Miyazaki. I love Miyazaki movies so although I guess those have English but whatever so, but you know what I mean like I just grew up a bu- around a bunch of different stuff and that was never a thought to me like I thought the barrier to entry was literally finding and tapping into sort of what's popular in those regions you know right. like like ha- uh, okay I can I can tell you BTS is big I can't I literally can't tell you any other K-pop group you know I, I, mean, I just I don't know where I would even Black find thing. that so um, there you go blackpink i think is one of them But like it took you telling me that you know what i mean i would literally have to go find somebody probably who is from korea or in korea to tell me what the korean film scene is really like rather than me just watching a bunch of random movies i heard were good and trying to guess like oh that's a big director that's a big director because
0: that could be totally wrong right that's not a barrier
1: to entry for most people though the barrier to entry was the subtitles
0: i i i completely agree with you i like, i i didn't grow up watching telenovelas but as far as i can remember subtitle wise i'm like oh yeah like, tel- like telenovelas were on were one of like the five stations of tv that i had growing up because i was poor so it was mm-hmm. like yeah I, like i would watch uh tele- telemundo or you know whatever it is and, and watch subtitles and or I would, or i would actually optionally put on closed captions Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was that much of a nerd that I wanted to be able to learn the lines as I was reading them to some of my favorite shows. So subtitles are a non-starter, like, I, like are a non-factor. I don't care about that. I care about watching the good stuff because I don't want to be out here watching the trash things just to get to the good stuff. So that, right. I, I agree with you. My barrier entry is like finding the good stuff. Which is why I like movie. Again, not <laughs> a sponsor, but they, but they do. But like, along with Criterion Collection, but more so with movie, is like they, they do have these like regions of of films that are meant to be good. Sure, and they make it part- really easy too. Exactly. I mean, if we, just talking about just talking about movie discovery, and we should probably get back to the movie. But <laughs> but but talking about that, it's just like it it drives me crazy that hollywood and the whole studio system is you know like i think domestic sales and domestic like box office matters so much less now and we're so dependent on foreign on the foreign box office and <clears throat> like asia and and asia in general including like in India india and china whatever like they all have like these really thriving film industries yet mm-hmm. th- for whatever reason, we still don't. Even in pandemic times, we we still aren't injecting our culture with their products.
1: Yeah, I actually now that I think about it, we do. We, as in Hollywood, the U.S. U.S. centric, you know, movie business. Yeah, does we do market internationally? I don't know. Like the distributors will market stuff specifically for China will cut trailers for different regions of the world. I don't know how much other people do that or do they do that? I re- I really don't know how their distributors work. Like, is Bollywood putting a lot of money into advertising to the US? You know, is China you know throwing money
0: I, at like marketing to the US? I, I don't know the answer to that question. If I were to assume it it I think it'd be a combination of they would if they could and, but they won't because of the cost of it all and because of where they would market, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I think I think it would be like major cities like LA or New York, but how much does it cost to market in LA or New York or get, or, you know, someone from Bollywood, like just currency conversions alone, right? Mm-hmm. To get that money over to America and then like what, advertise in a magazine? Advertise, on like, you know, right. on radio? Like how, like, how does that work exactly? And I think even then, Listen, it's New York, right? So, like, like, if a if a Bollywood film was playing at the IFC, it'd be in the IFC or the Angelica, and that's it, right? For like a week. It's also the same accessibility, and I think theaters not taking risks because they're not making money on like movie ticket sales. They're really making money on concessions. Yeah, look, you know what I mean? Sure. I think it's all about money, and it's super unfortunate because I mean, you know, I, American audiences look crazy. Yeah, I think. I think maybe actually anime might be
1: the perfect model for how that works because you have companies like Viz Media and, or even if you just look at Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll is like the big, you know, anime here right. for, you know, English viewers. But it's not like you have these animation studios or, you know, these companies who make those, the anime, they're not marketing directly to you. I'm always seeing ads via Crunchyroll about like the new season of uh, My Hero Academia, season whatever, out now, Crunchyroll. But it's, it's not right. coming from the company. It's coming from a U. I think Crunchyroll is US-based, but it's coming from a company outside Japan who distributes it in other regions saying, you know, we're advertising to you for our platform.
0: I think I think that's actually right. I mean, listen to this conversation where we've brought up movie a, a bunch of times. I I'm, I feel fairly confident that movie is I think English, not even like like you know from the UK, not necessarily American, or it could be American, but it's you know it's not from anywhere "quote unquote" foreign, is it? And yet, at least you and I know, and I'm I'm sure like they only just started, but they're only getting bigger as we go as time goes on. So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, I think this is why not to bring it to my all-time favorite subject sarcastically but i think this is why like we have people like Tyler Perry who are becoming billionaires <laughs> but like like we we have like we have people like him who are who are like you know what i'm going to build I'm, gonna, I'm not only going to build a studio but essentially all of my 13 different tv shows or whatever are not going to stop during pandemic because my studio is big enough to house you here for 2 weeks or house you you know quarantine you and house you as we shoot now I, I don't think he had a, he had the forethought to go a pandemic is coming but he but he had the space to do this he was able to he was able to continue on in a time where a lot of people couldn't and just to bring it back distribute these pieces of content to people who while other productions were doing nothing he's able to pump things out. You know, that's like that's money moves that's big moves that i think people need to really begin to think about because i think if we tapped into just like specifically k-pop culture right as, as it's already taking off as far as far as like foreign pop culture in america like how much money would that bring into people if we're, if money is the bottom line how much money would that bring into people anyhow we're, we're far off topic of this movie <laughs> let's get back to talking about train of busan I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I do... And this is actually the only other thing that I have to say about this. Is that I, I really enjoyed this film because it had a lot of heart. And it was a it was a drama, it was a thriller. And I cared about everyone, I think. I, well, just about everyone. Like, I don't, I don't know if I care about every single person because this cast is pretty big. But I, I truly cared about majority of the cast while feeling frustrated as a person who wants not, not i don't want to be in that position to make these kinds of decisions that they had to make but f- feeling frustrated by the idea that i wouldn't have made you know this decision or that decision i i really enjoyed these characters i thought the little girl was really cute <clears throat> excuse me and I thought, like, I thought like i thought like i thought all these choices i thought all these choices were were great even it, like even if you want to call it and I, I i don't know who said it but call it like this cookie cutter like every character is you know very specific for a very specific reason like I, I thought about, I definitely thought about like Shaun of the Dead right I thought about Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead as another film that I was like not that I'm over here having a, a lovely time laughing and and you know slapping my thighs but but you know like there, there are definitely jokes in here by the way like there's an entire ass action sequence where people are just fighting zombies through it or you know infected people through a, you know through the train cars sure um, I mean
1: the, the one guy literally punches zombies with his fists and it is right. i think one of the most fun things i've ever seen
0: i love this bit i was like oh my gosh we're getting like this weird action sequence and and it, I, I think it goes to show what you can do with essentially one set essentially like the set being the, the train sure. of course this is more than one you know set physically uh mm-hmm. or logistically but but I really like the idea that this is all essentially done in one thing and and all of that. I just watched a movie going on another tangent really quickly. I just watched another movie called The Argument and I really enjoyed it because it's essentially this this hour and a half film that took place in a guy's apartment. And it's a cast of about five or six people and like you can tell it's all like you can tell it's an indie film but it was really really funny and had a lot of heart and spirit and I really enjoyed that about this film which is just like it went to places I personally didn't expect based on like your recommendation. You said you should watch this movie. And I was like, okay. And I watched it maybe 20 minutes later.
1: Yeah. So you, you didn't really have any expectations going in. Zero. I, I think I thought that this was a different movie when I watched it. I had heard about a different zombie movie that turned into a comedy in the second half. And I'm, I don't, it was an Asian zombie movie. I don't remember where from where, if it was, um, now that I think about it, maybe that might've been a Japanese zombie movie. In any case, I, I thought this was a different movie. And so I was watching this and I was like, oh, this is very serious. <laughs> All the way through.
0: You were over here looking for some laughs and you didn't get it. I did not find
1: it. I will say though, that this movie is not, I don't want to say it's not deep or profound because it does, it definitely has something to say. But it's not like, you know, it's not like you're going to sit there and study the cinematography and like look for all the symbols and, you know, layers and, you know, you're not going to be picking this movie apart. It really kind of is. Uh, like just it takes you on a ride from, you know, kind of like a train from from <laughs> from the beginning to the end. And you, by the time you get to the end, you you immediately get it. There's not much deeper there, but that's not to say that it's a bad film. It's just highly watchable. It's a really good thriller, but it's not like a Blade Runner where you're going to have to sit there and go, what did that mean? Or what did that mean? Or what were they trying to say? What was the director trying to say? It, it is it is mostly
0: kind of all laid out for you and it just takes you on a really fun ride. I, I absolutely I, I think but that's the thing that, that gets me about this movie is that like it it is I, I c- comparable to like one of those road trip movies that we as in Hollywood tends to en- like enjoy producing every now and again where nothing is really going on but you know, you, you get from point A to point B, and like like you know, story plots just kind of move along, and that's it. And I think this has some substance. Like I, I watched, anyways. I won't I won't shout out the <laughs> bad movie I watched recently. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely appreciate that. It's it's not trying to get in your mind. And I think the subtext I think the sub, subtext definitely comes in when you watch it during pandemic times. Like this is an unchanging world that we're in, or sorry, not unchanging, but like it's now forever changed, right? And I think I think I think when you like you said, having watched this movie even a year ago compared to watching it now, it has completely different meanings. But yeah, it, it was definitely fun. Listen, with that said, Tavis, to wrap this whole thing up, can I just say, I am a full supporter of, of you know what? I'm going to stop myself from actually reading this film. I'm going to make you go, as, as uh, you go first. I wanted you to go first. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll continue. As a supporter of foreign film, I say that this and every movie is, well, that's not true. I think there are tons of movies that are required. I, I think if this, is your, if this is your genre, if this is something that you really enjoy, as far as like, like I hate to say zombie movies again, but if, that, if, that's your, if that's your thing, if you kind of identify with Snowpiercer or, or Shaun of the Dead, I think this is a good movie to just get you in. Mm-hmm. and explore what the rest of korea or like foreign films can do with a genre that america has done over and over again mm-hmm. um taking it on the basis of like this is a normal movie like any other movie is i i i don't know if i i don't know if it's required watching but i i have created a separate category called recommended <laughs> i like that <laughs> so i i highly recommend this movie i don't however think it's required to watch
1: okay I kind of have two answers. I guess there's only really two answers, which are yes and no. So I guess my my answer is yes and no. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't think I would go to somebody and say that you have to watch this movie. I would go to them and say, you know, Train to Busan, it's a really good movie. You should check it out. I'm not going to say that you have to watch it. I would say that you have to watch Parasite. You know, you have to watch, you I know, mean, 2001 A Space Odyssey or whatever it is, right? The right, Shining. Right. You have to watch that. I would go to somebody and just say, yeah, it, it's a good movie. You should, you might like it. I would say, okay. though, if yeah. if you are into screenwriting and if I you're into that. into that kind of stuff, then yes, this is required watching only because it does such a good job of being textbook good writing. It takes... It takes really special consideration of its characters, their motivations, what they're there for. Nobody feels out of place. There's not a single character in this movie that seems like they don't really belong or they're kind of just auxiliary. Everyone has a specific role. It is paced well. You don't get bored. That's the big thing. You never get bored. Yeah, you have these emotional highs and lows of like hope and... Well, I don't know, what's the opposite of hope, despair? Like yeah. you, you have these emotional highs and lows and these these scenes of like people running from zombies, or and then they'll have some downtime in the train car while they strategize. But you're never bored during any of it. So the 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 pacing is really, really good. The emotional weight is really good. The message comes across really clearly, the characters are all there. I mean, I'm I can only say for the this off of the subtitles the english subtitles but the dialogue is great you know that's kind of hard to say right. when you don't speak the native language but the dialogues seem great like in that way it is required watching
0: i i i was definitely going to add on to whatever you were going to say and say that if you are a screenwriter i i could i personally can't think of a movie that isn't a fantastic like a fantasy movie like Star Wars. I think I think people go people go if you want to write look at Star Wars. Like read this book and look at Star Wars or read this book and look at you know Harry Potter or read this book and look at like these fantastic epics. Mm-hmm. And for like for me someone who doesn't write epics like this, I'm like like th- that's never been helpful. But seeing this, I was like, oh, like this makes sense. Like like putting my and it's a bit heavy-handed. I think if you read a screenwriting book, they tell you to do this exact thing. Your protagonist should do this or be like this, and they should have a. There should be another character that's the opposite of them, and they need to. Have a,
1: they need to have a
0: lesson to learn and change by the end of the movie. Exactly. So I think in some aspects, this is this is like the embodiment of like the basics of screenwriting. Of like this is this is how you again I, don't, I, I think it's done heavy handedly but i think it's done in the exact right amount of way for this film but yeah i think if you're not if you're not writing star wars or lord of the rings or something like that then i i think i, I think definitely for screenwriting this is something to see i still think that little girl's cute and should win all the all the awards we didn't yeah, I mean, we actually we didn't even talk about the ending we didn't talk about the ending what did you say i was really upset <laughs> How did you feel about the
1: ending cuz I'm I'm still not really sure how I feel about the ending. I don't know if it's great or if it's bad.
0: So part of me part on like the whole formulaic notion, I go, "Oh, I get it. I get what's happening. I I, I get that he has to die. The father dies if you haven't seen the movie at this point. I get that he has to die. I just feel like the way he died was completely unnecessary. Like like there's a, the, a zombie the the really bad business guy turns into a zombie and goes after the pregnant woman. And he puts his hand over its mouth when his mm-hmm. mouth was nowhere near the pregnant woman. And I was like, that, that feels silly. That feels stupid. Why don't you just like pick his legs up and throw him off? Cause it just felt like a solution was a solution. Like a realistic solution was there. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I'm upset, but I guess to get to like the whole arc of the, of that, character of him sacrificing himself something needed to be done but I think if they were planning for some sort of sequel then I don't know I, I'd rather him live and then when they go down that tunnel and everyone's pointing their guns and shouting or you know whatever it is have something else where he throws the little girl and the woman behind him and like maybe sacrifices himself then mm-hmm. maybe, you know if he's not meant to live or have some sort of anyways I thought like it could have been wrapped up in a mo- in a much better way but fine yeah
1: i i so i'll preface this by saying i don't want this to happen at all but it would have been a pretty strong statement if okay so let me just set the scene you know they're walking down that long tunnel and you see the snipers on the other side who think they're zombies he puts his finger on the trigger he's about to shoot and then he hears the little girl singing the song and he doesn't shoot it would have been A whole thing if he (laughs) if he had (laughs) murdered her in cold blood you know what I mean like but it would have it would have been you know hindsight is 2020 but it would have been more poignant I think if he had because it would have said something about like how far people are willing to go when they're scared or when there's like something that they don't understand right like right I think This is going to this is a weird comparison in the backdrop of all of the BLM protests mixed with the pandemic that's going on right now. Like. If you asked me, would he pull the trigger, I would not hesitate to say yes, he absolutely would have pulled the trigger because we've seen how little people can care. Right. Yeah, Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this is not in the same country and it was also four years ago, so that it's totally different. But just watching it now, I can't help but feel that they would have just fucking pulled the trigger,
0: you know. Right. I mean, I would. I would have. I, 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 mean, I don't know. If, I no, 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 I mean,
1: well, that's I mean, the thing. There's, there's not a really a reason to, if you think about it. I was it, gonna say. There's two zombies. There's no reason that you can't let them get it back into the sunlight to actually confirm. You know what I mean? Right. It's just more a testament to like how we operate here in America, which is shoot first, ask questions later.
0: No, I mean, I listen. I, I, I would have had they come through the tunnel because it also felt as if the tunnel and where the the soldiers or policemen or whoever were stationed, like they were stationed so far back, even after the, the bit of the tunnel, that you could have had a proper look at them sure. uh, before having to shoot. It felt like they, you know, like you said, with you know anyone who has a gun, just like throw their arms up and point and ready to point at someone. Uh, but like you said, like situational, right? It's it's them being scared and all this shit. So yeah, I don't know. But listen, Tavis, it's been fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. Do you want? Do you want me to just put your your your? Why don't you tell the people the social medias and I'll we'll also put it in the show notes if you, okay. if you want people to follow you. Sure. I'm leaving this in, so you can just not be following. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just at Tavis Northam. You can probably
1: find it in the description below i assume i don't know where your descriptions are <laughs> that's just something people say yeah
0: all right yeah we'll definitely have all that stuff as we can so that people can check out your art as you come on as a visual artist people are like what's going on but yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk to you again when your short film comes out but all that said thanks for coming on thank you Later so that's our episode i'm your host trey epps uh what did you think of the movie did i get it right or was i completely off base leave a message and we'll play it during our our next episode and discuss required watching is a movie club so as much as i'd love to hear my own voice i would love to hear from you guys there's a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice message or you can hit us up on twitter and instagram at required watch see you there